Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we debunk the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. Today, we're sticking with breastfeeding, and let me tell you a little bit about my guest. Her name is Jeannie Freebie. Jeannie, welcome to uh, Born to be Breastfed. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me. I almost forgot who I was there for a minute. Now, for those of you who don't know her, Jeannie Freebie, RN, BSN, IBCLC, RNC, LRN, has more than 35 years of experience in providing in-hospital direct patient care in maternal child health. Jeannie has recently started working on a hospital-based effort to develop a lactation program to improve community lactation services and to improve breastfeeding outcomes. She's also exploring the possibility of helping her hospital to pursue recognition as a baby-friendly hospital. Jeannie has successfully opened a milk depot to serve her region in Minnesota. Jeannie is also a content writer for two NCC categories, low-risk newborn and breastfeeding. She's the proud mother of five and grandmother of one. Jeannie is a passionate advocate for family, especially grandparent, support of breastfeeding. So, Jeannie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, uh, for the audience's information, I just want to tell you... (laughs) I had never met Jeannie until I'm thinking it was February when I was teaching in Orlando and Jeannie showed up to my review course. And I remember the first several minutes of the course, I was thinking, what is this woman doing in my course? She knows this stuff. She is so totally together. And then, of course, I found out how many years she's been doing it. And I'm thinking, ooh, yeah, she really is together. Uh, But anyway, um, I'm sorry you can't meet Jeannie in person. She is is a little dynamo, and by that I mean she is full of energy, and you would never believe that she has five children of her own because she has uh, the figure of somebody who is in high school. I don't know how people do that, but anyway, um, she's amazing. So, Jeannie, we're here today to talk about grandparenting. Yay. The most amazing thing ever. (laughs) Indescribably awesome. (laughs) Well, Jeannie, first of all, tell us a little, you've only got one grandchild, so tell us how old he or she is, and then I'll have, give us a little context here. Yeah, he is nine months old, and I just, I drive every Tuesday to care for him to, you know, just bond and help reduce the cost of child care, and it's just nice to stay family connected, but I drive 65 miles one way every Tuesday and I, and the traffic, it's the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. So it's, it's really heavy traffic, you know, and every Tuesday we decided to have a blizzard this winter. So that was not that great. And I listened to your podcast the whole time I was driving. It was great. (laughs) 
Don't uh, worry, Jeannie, there's more to come. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I'm uh, running you, out of them. So you need to keep making them. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. for. Sometimes it really feels good to me to hear somebody say that because, as you can imagine, like any other job, there are days when it's hard to keep on keeping on. And mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm really glad that somehow, and it's I'm really flattered that with 35 years experience, you still have something to learn uh, from my podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's pretty cool. I also want to say, speaking of cool, you know, I have done that drive in the blizzard. I I I haven't done it in Minnesota, but I have done it in Western New York, and believe me, I really get it. And um, Good for you. Now, is this your daughter's child or your son's child? It's my daughter. I have one daughter and four okay. sons. Well, we do. I can't take all the credit, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The way there. Okay, and she's the second of the of the bunch, and um, so it's it's just been a really interesting journey, and um, yeah. So my story. I don't know. When I was listening to your podcast and and she was early, early on in breastfeeding, I heard, you know, you're promoting, like, if you have a story to share, how you've oh, yeah. overcome obstacles yeah. and, and that kind of thing, I can hear the tune in my head or the voice. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I really would like to talk about how this amazing young daughter, woman of mine, you know, daughter of mine, um, overcame so much and it, it helped me learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, because I, I really do in hospital newborn, not the hard stuff afterwards. And um, it's, you know, as I'm pursuing opening more of an outpatient follow-up kind of service in our area, um, what I've learned with working with her um, really is going to help that also be better. Yes, you know, when I worked in the hospital, and I worked in the hospital for years, um, I, honestly, Jeannie, after three days, I thought the kids went to boarding school or something. I, <laughs> I didn't know what happened to them. Because while it can be a lot of work to get the mom up and running, the truth of the matter is that then you say goodbye and they walk out the door and uh, with rare exception, you really don't do a lot of follow-up, which is why I really admire you and wish you well with this whole idea of having a hospital-based uh, outpatient department that will be serving the community. And as you say, therefore, I mean, you're not doing it just for entertainment here. It's really to uh, improve breastfeeding rates. So we've got a little bit of context now. This is your daughter. Mm-hmm. And the baby is nine months old. Mm-hmm. So how has your experience as a professional, as an IBCLC, as a nurse, how has that prepared you for this journey uh, as a first-time grandmother? I, you know, I don't know if you can be prepared to be in the grandmother role when you know what you know and your daughter... Um, thinks things are are going really well and they don't know what they don't know but yet you don't want to interfere you want them to experience what they need to to grow and learn themselves Um, and that that was a little bit of a challenge I have to admit because you know you want to go jump right in and help Um, her husband is wonderful and so it's like well he's 
he's there um, to help, and I want to guide them, but sometimes they didn't really ask for it, but sometimes I wanted to say, oh, I really want to help you. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even see that with my patients at the bedside. Um, They don't always know, and they don't know what they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So Yes. I I think the... I, I have seen this in my own life in the hospital, even with a patient where there are some people that seem to need so much guidance and they're always asking you for advice and how do I this and how long do I that and what if this and they're full of questions and those are actually kind of easy because they've just stated their need where it gets hairier in a professional role and it gets even more hairy in a family role is that sometimes they're not really asking, but you really kind of want to get in there. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. so did, did you kind of have to fight with yourself on that, Jeannie? Yeah, I, I really, I really did. Um, she delivered in a hospital that they were really laid back and just let them figure things out where we work, where I work, um, a different hospital, 60 miles away we we really try to help and um, give good guidelines more. Just don't let them just fail or falter um, and just figure it out. We I think we're a little more proactive. I don't I don't know if that makes sense, but yes, yes, yeah, so it does. And I want to head head off trouble, um, mm-hmm. but sometimes you know, you, yeah, you just have to know when to step back and. Um, of course, I worried a lot because I was—I'm her mom. <laughs> right, right. But I do. I—I I thought she really doesn't need me, or she doesn't want to tap into my me as a resource. And I know she's fine. She's very strong-willed, very smart, real go-getter. I don't know where she gets that. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, she's like the other mama in the family of her brothers. It's—it's it's been. It's been brought up at family gatherings. <laughs> so your oh. sense is that she kind of wants to do her own thing. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking that when I was in nursing school, they talked about anticipatory guidance, and I didn't really know That's what it was. That's the word. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah. you. And I didn't really know what anticipatory guidance was, and... The truth of the matter is that there is a very fine line between anticipatory guidance and just plain telling people what to do and sticking your nose in where it doesn't belong. Yep. And that is a... to avoid that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, yeah. So, you know, Jeannie, right off the bat, I would give you a lot of credit for just realizing that there is, um, well, I presume that you're like most nurses. Most nurses want to fix it. Whatever it is, that's what we've been trained to do. We want to fix it. Yeah. And it's very difficult to just stand back and give input without uh, giving a command, you know? Mm -hmm. And be supportive and loving, um, knowing your kind of your boundaries. Right. Uh, that may, reminds me of Sandra Reish. I don't know if I'm oh, saying yeah. 
Yes, but, yes, yes. Sandra Reese. Yes, and and she is also a host. Uh, she has her own podcast. I know on this that, station. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. Yes, but anyway, you were saying. <laughs> well, and her podcast with you about the holidays and oh, yeah. what people say, and a mother leaving the room to breastfeed. Well, um, my daughter has been really good with that, and at first she was a little shy with it, but nope, she just breastfeeds in front of. Um, people discreetly, you know, discreetly enough, right. like she doesn't just lift her shirt off or something. She, you know, just does it really nice and baby cuddles right in there and it's, it's just normal. <laughs> so I love that. That's so, I'm so proud of her. But she didn't mess around worrying about what the rest of you were going to think. Well, I, I, you know, I'm not with her with other people that are like friends or I don't know how it is on, on her husband's side of the family either in that regard. But with our family, I, I think it's, you know, it's, um, it's something she seems pretty comfortable with and that's, that's fine. That's great. (laughs) That that is a great way to be for sure. Hey everybody, don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Jeannie Freebie. And we're talking about grandparenting for a breastfed baby. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm here today with Jeannie Freebie, and we are talking about being a grandmother to a breastfed baby. Now, before we get too far into this, and I did mention that I had met Jeannie while I was teaching a live course in Orlando, now would be a good time for me to tell you that I will be teaching that course as well as two other courses in Atlanta. I've got, well, yeah, that too, I think. Uh, But what I meant was Orlando. Uh, I'm also doing one in Baltimore. I will be doing one in Dallas. And if you are preparing for the IBCLC exam, if you need your 45 hours, your 90 hours, uh, if you are looking for a review course, I can help you with any of that. Of course, I would love to see you in person because, as you can probably tell, there is something about the dynamic of working with people face-to-face. But if not, I also offer all of those things and much more online. So, Jeannie, yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit more because when we left off, you were saying, you know, it's really sometimes a little bit difficult to find that fine line. And you talked about um, mothers needing to learn. Now, it always feels to me like when we're in the hospital, you and I and every other nurse on the planet, we have sort of a legitimate right to teach people, right? I would agree. But in the personal space, yeah, not so much so. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to, are there cues that you can read from your daughter or her family Are there times when you just know you have to bite your tongue because your gut is just telling you so? What are sort of some cues that other grandmothers can take for when they're being helpful and when they're just plain sticking their nose into something that isn't their business? Well, we all have different personality types and family dynamics. And I feel like I've always been a little more laid back, see how the flow is going to go. And offer insights or experience. I, I'm pretty sure my family knows my um, <laughs> my background, my capabilities, my education, my experience, and things like that. Um, they should have confidence in your abilities here. I think so. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure of that. And. Um, so as we've gone along on this journey, I would say I, I just, I, when I arrive in the morning to care for him, I don't, I call myself granny nanny. 
Um, and I, my daughter's long gone to work, so I'm talking with her husband, and it's it's he's always t- he always you know I just let him share and like, what's the routine today or what are we gonna what's he gonna eat today and what do you want me to feed him and and then they always have a nice little something lunch for me and I, they always make uh-huh. me a smoothie. It's kind of fun. But um, my daughter, well, you know, he he doesn't ask a lot of advice, but um, he's kind of a quiet guy. But, you know, when she wants to know something, she does ask me. Okay. Uh, and, and then I'll share. Um, I'm, I'm not too much of a bossy kind of person, I'm more of a gentle guider, nurturer, I would say. Okay. Yep. And um, our... Our kids all grew up being seen breastfeeding and seeing, you know, that I'm a baby nurse and how much I love being around babies and and helping others learn and things like that. My husband used to say, oh, who are we going to run to in public that you're going to talk to about <laughs> buying a breast pump or, yeah. <laughs> or whatever? I don't know. I can't oh, go anywhere yes. with you, you know, but. He's he's really good that way too. Jeannie, you mentioned that your daughter had apparently some humps and bumps along the way. Yeah. Um, how much of that can you share without uh, violating your confidentiality to your daughter? We, if sure, if sure. you want to hang out on this show, that's okay. But I can't I can't let you hang out too much. Yeah. Let you hang your daughter out too much here without right. her permission. But um, how much of this can you share, uh, even in a general way, if you wish, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, was it brief? Was it prolonged? Were you there? Were you 65 miles away? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel that you were able to uh, sort of help her through those kinds of things? Well, when she when she hit that you know, that first bump, um, he had a little jaundice, a oh, yeah. um, little bit of latch difficulty at first and that kind of thing. And then that led to, to other things, but it was hard because I, I did go right back to work. Um, I had to do long distance kind of advising and, you know, ask her a lot of questions. Then she kind of started to turn into like a patient to me. Just <laughs> I, I kept it, but I wanted to keep it factual and, and not get caught up in that. And I think the best thing I said real early on is I said, you have to find a lactation consultant in your community where you live because I can't help you over the phone. Um, I can't. I can't see. I can only go by what you described to me, and I think you... You need help right away. And she did end up getting that. She saw a midwife for her pregnancy, and they were really good about getting her into somebody. But it motivates me all the time is there's just not enough lactation support in our communities for women when they go home and have struggles. And so, how did your daughter react to that? Was she surprised that you said to her, "Hey, look, you know, I'm 65 miles away. You got to get somebody local." Was she surprised? Was she relieved? Was she what? I I get the feeling she um, understood where I was coming from, and I tried to guide her as best I could with what they had to work with at home, and and not being able to get in till like the next day, and. 
and then she was just really glad she had seen somebody. So it, I think it all worked out that way. But presumably, whatever that person told her aligned with what you think you would have told her if you had been there, yes? From what she tells me, yes. You know, I, she, I can't get all the, you know, you can't get all the detail out of what they've been through on their visit or whatever. But they, they were, they were, they made her feel really glad that she, they could help her and that she did come in and she didn't quit. And I, I mean, the big thing is supporting women through this and their spouses or whoever their significant other is, how much they mean and their help. Yes, yes. I I read this um, article today. It said it's a research article. I think you would laugh, but (laughs) knowing you, but it was a study done in 2017. But I love how it said grandmothers can be a breastfeeding mama's secret weapon. Ooh, isn't that cool? Yes, yes. The author was Heather Marco, who was published in July of 2017 but it didn't look very scholarly <laughs> but well, there are articles and then there are uh studies and then there are letters to the editor and so forth but uh you know honestly i think that we have so much to learn even from just very in i mean this podcast is pretty informal yeah but uh i think that so often people are just looking for some input that resonates with them Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's really good that your daughter, well, first of all, that you knew enough to know that I remember saying to somebody one time, it was actually um, it was actually a, a patient. And when she called me, I was, I don't know, 800 miles away or something. And I said, look at, you know, I, I can't be there to see you and help you, but also, you're breaking up. I'm only hearing about every eight words. This You really need to talk to somebody who is local. And I think that with that, you always kind of wonder, oh, dear, are they going to think that I just blew them off? Or are they going to realize, yeah, I'm just really not there? And my suspicion would be that, like most of us, you really rely on that visual assessment yeah. Uh I think I'm as good at telephone counseling as anybody I know, but I, I, you know, it's not my favorite though. No, and it's not complete. You no. always know that you're only getting part of the picture. Yeah. But good for your daughter. And by the way, I'm dying to ask, how was it in the ten days neighborhood? What do you mean by the ten days neighborhood? Well, I just find that so many people about ten days, uh, all of the support is kind of gone away and the baby starts to have a growth spurt and the people get discouraged. How did she do in that seven to 10 days neighborhood? Well, I think that's when meconium hit the fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Got it. <laughs> yeah. He, he did not latch really well. Uh, the first, well, the day he came home about day two to three, and wasn't latching well, we did hand expression, and I used a little shot glass, not the kind for booze, but it kind of looked like it, <laughs> uh, the kind for measuring in the kitchen, but um, okay. I I had her hand express colostrum, and I cup fed him. I love cup feeding. It's so great. I do too. I do yeah. too. And I, he, he did really well. He didn't have extreme weight loss. He, got, he had the 
the old jaundice, but part of it was, you know, the whole scenario with not good milk removal and that kind of thing. And yeah. um, I made sure she had a good pump and had a good fit. Uh, those those kind of things. So she that ten day, uh, that's that was tough. And she yeah. just pursued yeah. and hung in there, and she got over it. Now she's a milk donor, actually. Oh besides, wow! Yeah, besides um, feeding him and leaving milk for us that care for him. Yeah, he I doesn't think- like solids. He he'd rather have milk. <laughs> Uh, well, smart kid. Yeah, he's got that yeah. figured out. Well, here's the thing. I just know that so many people get discouraged around that 10-day mark. And it's really important for people to understand that there is breastfeeding on the other side of those 10 days. And I think so much about my good friend, Debbie Bokar, who said one time, yeah, when mothers say how wonderful breastfeeding is and how much they enjoy it, they're not talking about the first month or so. <laughs> they're talking okay. about after that, you know, when the baby gets into a rhythm, the mother gets into a rhythm. And yep. it just always seems to me like 10 days is kind of that really big hump and bump. And um, so many people get discouraged and it, it's it's really a shame. Hey, everybody, do not go away. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Jeannie Freebie. We are talking about grandparenting a breastfed baby. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Jeannie Freebie. We're talking about grandparenting a breastfed baby. So, Jeannie, talk to us a little bit about some resources that you have found that other grandparents might find useful. And speaking of find, what are they and where have you found them? I'm assuming that you're talking about both human resources as well as material resources. Talk to us a little bit about resources. Well, I think the best resource is human resource, which (laughs) means um, woman to woman or grandparent to grandparent. I have an advantage that I I know a lot professionally uh, to, to use. So I'm kind of my own resource. But when, when I was a little worried or concerned for my daughter, I did tap into my nurse practitioner pediatric colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them are grandmothers, but they they assured me, you know, if I should be worried or not. And because um, I I really a couple times wanted to call my daughter's pediatric provider and say, okay, let's review. <laughs> and I I'm really concerned, but. Um, no, my so I I used my pediatric colleagues, providers, and that kind of thing. Uh, I think there are a lot of good resources out online. Um, I La Leche League is yes, amazing. Yeah, Kelly Mom, Kelly Mom's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's good resources. I would agree. And I, I you know. Those are just kind of the resources I use. I don't have a whole bunch. I haven't written any books or anything, although I maybe could. But I asked my daughter what the resources were that she liked and that she finds helpful. And I'm still, I'm going to, I still tap into her for that as I'm working in my own community to provide a really good service. You remembered to tell her about my podcast, right? Oh, absolutely. I wrote it down. (laughs) So thank you for saying that because that's another resource is somebody like you. And I have a really nice book by Wendy Jones, The Importance of Dads and Grandmas. That's such a good book. And then my old friend, no, she's not my friend, but Penny Simpkin. Oh, Penny Simpkin. Boy, that goes back a ways. Holy wow. I know. I've met her a couple times. I met Pelly Simpkin like in the 80s or something. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, she is quite the gal. Um, I want to go back to Wendy Jones. Oh, 
Yes. You probably know that Wendy Jones has written at least one book, I think maybe two, but one of them was on grandparenting. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has been a guest on this show, I would say at least twice, maybe three times. Wendy is a mountain of knowledge. Uh, She's a pharmacist, Mm -hmm. but she also is kind of, I'm sorry, I don't know what they call it in the UK, but it's a lactation, like mother-to-mother support, but it's not La Leche. Okay. And uh, so she's very well-grounded from that perspective. But also, I think one of the things that I really enjoy so much about Wendy is that she's just so grounded. I was just going to say down to earth, yeah. Oh, very much. I wish she lived next door to me or something. I I just really, really like her a lot because she's got so much going for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would agree. Uh, And Penny Simpkin, wow, I just... I just haven't even heard that name in so long, but I would totally uh, agree with you there. I was also thinking, as you talked about human resources, do you have in your neighborhood one of those baby cafes? We tried something called milk and cookies. Ah, okay. It did not take off, and I believe, for two reasons, it was in our birthing center where it's a locked unit. Oh, and uh-huh. it's difficult to park. Yeah. And they, the person that ran this um, didn't allow fathers. I did, it just oh, me the wrong on. way. Oh, so, yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, in, that's all. In my quest to improve this in our community, I want to do a grant. We have a grandparents class, but I, I want to do a grandparents class for the breastfed baby. Okay. Um, I'd be cool to have something for just dads. I don't think they'd be um, good together. I think it's two different populations. Okay. But yet, I think you could. I don't know. I'm still thinking. I might call you sometime about it. And sure. Pick your brain. brainstorming. Sure. Yeah. Well, Jeannie, I'm thinking, um, I had a guest on a while ago, and we talked about uh, Baby Cafe USA. And they are now all over the U.S., and they do not meet in a hospital or, in fact, really much of anything formal. Uh, They certainly can and do meet at places like WIC, but they also meet in church basements and, you know, people's back porch and all sorts of stuff where it is a very informal. Okay, so I'm. I'm making it up about the porch, but <laughs> I know it. I get you. Yeah, yeah it's very informal, okay? Uh-huh. And it is a place where the mothers, the fathers, the grandparents, anybody can go. And it is such a wonderful model because it's, I think of it as being a little bit like the, a cross between a drop in clinic and a meeting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the informality of it, I think, is just so really great. And if parents, or excuse me, grandparents want to drop in, that's fine too. And as you probably know, it's so important to get grandmothers on board. Now, in your case, obviously, you were going to be on board with breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. But for instance, the podcast that I did with um, Sandra Reich, where we talked about how not all family members are on board with breastfeeding, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And... Yet, a lot of them just, like, don't know any better. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. They don't mean to be negative. They just don't know any better. But 
Uh, they have no boundaries <laughs> or filters. <laughs> many grandparents, and uh, I would say that's many grandparents, grew up in the day when they bottle fed their kids because bottle feeding, formula feeding was in. Yeah. And breastfeeding was, well, you know, you just kind of didn't do that kind of thing. And so they're just coming out of their own frame of reference. And some of them just really don't realize uh, that they really need to be supportive. So, Jeannie, other than your expertise, and heaven knows you've got plenty of that, how do you feel that you have been or that other grandparents could be supportive? Because we talk a lot about how important it is to support the mother, but what does that what does that really mean? It's more than just sharing knowledge, I'm sure of that. Yeah. When they're at the at the hospital, at the bedside, the, the, there's some of them are so curious. And I, if the mother is fine with them staying in the room, and I always ask about that. Sure. Um, and I, I always lure the dad, I always encourage the dads, stay and listen. She's going to need yeah. you so much. And you can learn a lot and you can be so helpful. So I also say, kind of do the same thing with the grandparent. And I ask, kind of ask them their story and, you know, what do they know and, I teach them anything. If anyone will listen to me, I'll I'll talk about how one drop of classroom is amazing, you know, and yes. things like that. And teach them in the moment. And I think if you do it in a nice way, they are interested. And um, I don't know. It's just they're they can be a very captive audience. Mm-hmm. It, but but, but Jeannie, as I hear your story. I hear another piece from you. You're kind of underselling yourself here. <laughs> uh, you've done a lot of what I would call just plain hands-on help. Yeah. That is. Uh, when you go out to take care of the baby, my sense is that you do not take over the mother's role, but you do some of the more householdy kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. Okay. Because I find that some grandparents, they think that that means uh, taking over the mother's role, and that's really not what they should be doing. Right. Uh, and so a lot of times, I think that sometimes grandparents will need a little guidance in, can you do a load of laundry? Can you go out and get some groceries? Can you? Right. Yeah. And so... Uh, did you bump into this? You, the baby is nine months old. Did you bump into the pediatrician pushing solids before you thought that was a good idea? Because a lot of pediatricians do do that. No, I I, I was so pleasantly surprised. Oh, nice, nice. And the fact that he's just not really fond of solids. Uh, the pediatrician's so laid back about it. It's like, okay, well, he's growing, he's fine, and so that that really surprised me I'm that's a very enlightened pediatrician yes Yes. and he I said how old is he (laughs) I had to know and um, they you know they thought 40 to 50 that age group okay right and I'm like oh wow okay cool well it was probably six months or so I got so many hits on a blog post that I put up I saw that 
Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, the one where I said at six months, the the directive is to offer solids. It is not to make the baby, you know, coerce the baby into chugging them down. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. offer. And so often I see that parents are just so riveted on he's got to take X number and you know, he just really doesn't. If if the baby is, oh, and I, I did another one where I bumped into these girls at the Y. Oh, I was just going nuts. I really wanted to turn into a nurse. <laughs> I thought I probably should need to shut up and take my shower, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, here was the baby batting it away. He did not want the solids. And it's like, no, these kids are smart. They know that getting the mother's milk is this is the real deal, you know? Yeah. This yep. other stuff is just kind of a distraction. Hey, everybody, don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here talking to grandmother, RN, IBCLC, and many other certifications and uh, glory stories uh, to accompany Jeannie Freebie. But we will both be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome back. I'm here today with Jeannie Freebie. So, Jeannie, you've got a ton of expertise. You've got a ton of experience. From the little bit that I have met you and interacted with you, uh, you know, we had some hallway conversations, as frequently happens in my course. But, uh, you know, you seem like the kind who you don't panic. That's kind of my sense about you. But you're easy to talk to. But you have mentioned several times during the show about times when you got concerned. And then we talked about times when your daughter was having some of those mm, kind of discouraging moments. So how do you feel that you have been most able to help her through those discouragement moments? Or what advice can you offer to other grandmothers who are sort of trying to be encouraging, uplifting, what can you tell the mom who is overwhelmed and ready to give up? Well, I think you know your child or not, and some children need a good nudge, a good firm nudge. Um, In my case with with my daughter and my sons, although they have wives, so we'll see all that. We'll do a podcast one later. Yeah, that's a different dynamic. That's right. (laughs) That's and I'm really excited. <laughs> but um, in the case with my daughter, really listening is always a really good. Um, we've always used that as a good tool, I, whether we knew we were doing that or not. And sure. I will I offer her um, advice. For example, she was asking me about sleep training. Oh, and I got I got a little bit um, more um, animated with that. I said I I don't believe in sleep training. I, I you can't force a a baby to sleep. I I just you know I know you have to do what's right for you, and I want you to really look into it. But you know if a baby doesn't want to sleep well at night and they're breastfeeding, that's pretty common. Uh, they don't they don't sleep through the night. A lot of the times, even when they're older. Right. Last night he slept all night, though, so it was a good day. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. We'll but take it. I, that one just got me a little bit, you know, like, oh. And then uh, we, we've had the talk about baby-led weaning and mm-hmm. what that means versus mother-led weaning. Um, and think, you know, those kind of things. I, I, st- I just say this is what I know, but I always put it back on them because they're as a, they as a couple – they are going to do what they think is right for them. Absolutely. You just you just support them. I mean, if something was blatantly done wrong, which I would 
never imagined that happening. But then, then I would step in. But you got to stay calm. Yeah. Well, even with strangers, much less with your own family, Jeannie, the truth of the matter is, you and I have both been nurses long enough to know that when parents go home, they're going to do what they want to do. I know. Right? They're going to do what they want to do. You spend hours on a consultation or, well, a few visits, and then it's like, oh, sometimes you know, oh, I don't know if they're going to make it. and But I still want to try. I don't care. I'm still going to try and do my best. Um, well, I think what I meant to convey here is it doesn't really do much good for us to push our agenda. No. Because they're going to do what they're going to do. The best that we can do is to give information and maybe more information and sometimes to help the mother. I'm thinking, for instance, I know that we had a podcast on at least one um, one episode of the podcast was on sleep training. Mm-hmm. And then we had another one on the other thing you just, oh, we've had actually several on um baby led weaning, Mm -hmm. I was really, uh, I guess I've gotten a different perspective about baby led weaning after I heard Jill Rapley. Jill Rapley was on this podcast, I want to say like maybe a year or so ago, I can't remember, but she's from the UK and she kind of pushed me out of my US based mentality. Uh, I thought I knew what baby led weaning was, but when I heard about it from her UK perspective, I heard it in a little bit different light. And so sometimes there's more than one way to do the exact same thing. And I would encourage your daughter or anybody for that matter to, and and baby led weaning is not for everybody. It is Mm -hmm. not. Um, I also did a podcast on mother-led weaning because, mm-hmm. again, I'm old enough to know that some – I've had mothers come to me and say, look, just tell me what to do now because I'm so all done with this. I want to be done. I'm sick of this babe on my boob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to suggest baby-led weaning for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that – Sometimes it's not just information from me or it's information from their peers or people from perhaps a different culture. Like I said, Jill Rapley really helped me to, um, I still like the idea of baby led weaning, but now I just see it from a a different perspective with a different set of glasses, you know? Yeah. I Uh, have to say, Marie, that's just one of the many things I like about your respect. And I I think I feel the same way as you, you are always open to learning you're a lifelong learner like I am you we learn from our patients and I learn from my daughter and all my kids and I'm not going to get old and rigid I love being fluid with just life and this has taught me a lot about why that's important and I think that if if you can keep that in mind as a grandparent or anybody and it's just wonderful. So I thank you for that because you reinforced that in that's a good thing. Well, you know, honestly, one of my earliest experiences with a breastfed baby was a baby who was getting his mother's milk. She was gravid of 14. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and the baby was very premature, et cetera, et cetera. And, I, you know, in those days, I was kind of like, oh, breast milk, formula milk, it's all pretty much the same, you know. But I looked at that kid, and I couldn't believe how soon he was in room, she was in room air and how well that baby was doing it. In just a simple way, I was able to say to myself, Ooh, I wonder if it has something to do with this mother's milk stuff. You know, maybe maybe there's something worth learning here. I really didn't know any. I mean, I knew less than nothing. And I sure didn't learn anything in nursing school, that's for sure. Oh, you don't even learn how to do charting or give a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. But, you know, the truth of the matter is that um, we all have a lot to learn from each other and from our, our family, our patients, our colleagues, our colleagues in a different culture, et cetera, et cetera. So, wow, it has been so much fun talking to Jeannie Freebie today. Uh, Jeannie, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure to talk with you again and hope to see you in the near future. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marie. And meanwhile, for those of you who are still here, I just want to let you know Thank you for being a listener. You inspire me. You help me to keep on keeping on. And you help me to learn from you with your questions. And please feel free to send me email podcast uh, at breastfeedingoutlook.com. And I will do my best to either answer or get my one of my guests to answer. There is more coming up, I promise. But thank you for listening. Without you, we would not have a show. Please visit me at MarieBiancuzzo.com. That's M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O.com. I know it's long, but that's my name. What can I do, you know? And <laughs> understand that next week there will be another episode And in the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.